the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question, veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, Apple Podcasts, and TalkLawRadio.com. Today, we're going to be talking about everyone's duty to older and vulnerable persons. The hidden legal issue blind spot for this episode is whether you are responsible or liable for reporting abuse, neglect, and financial exploitation of older and vulnerable persons. Failure to report might be a crime or lead to financial damages. Marquardt Law Firm sponsors our show today, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans and new businesses and old businesses that might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family-limited partnerships, and we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, like in district court, county court, or probate court. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law. But because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information you hear today should be relied upon only when coordinated with your individual professional advice. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for doing the wrong thing, for our mistakes, for failing to do your will. Please help me talk to our listeners today about older and vulnerable adults and how to protect them. Pray that you would help us to use the gifts and talents for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. Today's show is about everyone's duty to older and vulnerable adults. The hidden issue legal blind spot for this episode is whether you are responsible or liable for reporting abuse, neglect, and financial exploitation of older and vulnerable persons. Failure to report might be a crime and might lead to financial damages. I've seen my own grandparents as strong, healthy, autonomous, independent adults. And then I saw them slip into vulnerability. I've seen my mother as a strong, healthy, autonomous, independent adult, and I also saw her slip into vulnerability. The first thing that I noticed causing my mother's uh, vulnerability was her difficulty hearing. She had age-related hearing loss, and she had a hearing aid, uh, but she wouldn't wear them, and I don't know why. I wish I would have 
figured that out and helped her understand how to use them or help find ones that fit better or that she just liked better. I really understood this dilemma uh, two months before she passed away. I took her to a medical appointment with her cardiologist. Mom could hear the tone of my voice, but she could not hear higher tones, uh, mostly female voices. And so I was her interpreter. And if I had not been there during that appointment with her cardiologist, her cardiologist would not have been able to communicate with her, and my mom would not have been able to communicate with the cardiologist. So that is a vulnerability, you know, hearing loss, not being able to hear, not being able to communicate can cause problems uh, later on. So it just hit it home to me when I was preparing for the show, getting ready to talk about uh, the law in this area. want to remind everybody we're talking about everyone's duty to older and vulnerable persons and whether you are responsible or liable for reporting abuse, neglect, and financial exploitation. So some people make bad decisions, but they don't have a medical problem that's leading them to make bad decisions. And so the, in the United States, uh, we have freedom. And so the, the government is not going to infringe on our right to make mistakes. And so just because somebody's older does not mean that they are uh, unable to make decisions. As long as you're not declared incompetent or incapacitated by a physician or a court, um, people are allowed to make their own decisions. But what if you're a business and you're serving an older person or somebody who happens to have uh, a disability and you think they're making the wrong decision? You think that it's going to lead to a bad outcome? Must you carry out your customer or client's patient's instructions? Um, Can you contact one of their family members to show your concern? What's your business policy about that? Well, I think because of the law on this, uh, your business probably should have a policy. Let's look at the definition. Chapter 281 of the Texas Finance Code defines vulnerable adult as an elderly person, as defined by Human Resources Code 48.002, which is defined as somebody over the age of 65. Now, I know a lot of people who are age 65 and over who don't consider themselves to be elderly. They just consider themselves to be middle-aged. And if the life expectancy in the United States is 100 years old, or even over 100 years old, um, maybe we should redefine elderly. Not everybody that's age 65 um, has, has trouble doing things or making decisions. So since vulnerable includes a person with a disability, let's define disability. Under the Human Resources Code, person with disability means a person with a mental, physical, or intellectual, or developmental disability that substantially impairs the person's ability to provide adequately for the person's care or protection and who is 18 years of age or older or under 18 years of age and who has the disabilities of minority removed. So what that means is that uh, somebody that is under age 18 isn't going to be deemed to be disabled unless they've had their disabilities removed and they also have uh, a substantial impairment of their ability to take care of their own needs. Okay, so let's go back to the person who might be making bad decisions but isn't necessarily impaired. 
Well, the issue of decision-making capacity is is central to figuring out whether you think that they are neglecting themselves because of some medical condition. Well, in the United States, like I said before, we have freedom. And the decision-making autonomy of people whose capacity is not impaired must be respected. So if your mom or dad or grandma or grandpa seems to be making bad decisions, uh, maybe they're going to the casino every weekend, maybe they're staying up too late, maybe they're eating the wrong foods and they're living an unhealthy lifestyle, maybe they have the right to do that. Just as long as there's not something else causing an impairment, uh, we'll talk more about that after the break. Stay tuned. could be a nightmare for your family, which is why it's important to meet with an attorney before you go on vacation. Get your affairs in order just in case, God forbid, tragedy strikes and you become disabled or worse happens while traveling. Attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trust, and tax-protected inheritance plans. A living trust might save your family thousands of dollars. Protect what's yours at Marquardt Law Firm, 210-530-4278. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Markport here helping you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. And today we're talking about older and vulnerable adults and uh, whether you have a responsibility or a liability to report neglect, uh, financial abuse, financial exploitation. So before the break, we were talking about someone who might be making bad decisions, but they're not, they haven't been declared to be incapacitated. Well, let's, let's talk more about what types of situations might be uh, leading you to think that maybe they do have a vulnerability, maybe they have an undiagnosed condition. Well, there are some signs to look for. Um, loneliness, isolation, depression, urinary tract infections, vitamin deficiencies. The most obvious sign that somebody might be vulnerable is if they have been diagnosed already with dementia. Well, that could be Alzheimer's, vascular dementia, Lewy body dementia, uh, Parkinson's, frontotemporal, uh, among others. Some Bad decisions could be resulting from uh, depression, diet, nutritional deficiencies, vitamin B12 deficiency, uh, chronic alcohol or drug abuse, uh, sedatives, opioids, narcotics, anti-anxiety drugs, muscle relaxants. So look for those things uh, in the medicine cabinet if you are concerned about an older person in your life. Another thing to watch out for are um, unsafe living conditions. Um, If you visit with your customers or clients at their home, or if you just visit your family members, uh, you might look for some of these clues that something might be going on. Just reminding you, I'm Todd Marquardt. This is Talk Law Radio on 930 AM The Answer. Also, uh, we're on Facebook Live, so if you have a question, you can post a comment in the live stream on Facebook Live, um, or you can email me at host at talklawradio.com. That's H-O-S-T at talklawradio.com. Of course, you can call the station today, uh, Saturday, August 6th at 210-308-8867 happy to talk to you live on the air. What are some clues that somebody might be self-neglect, living in unsafe conditions? Well, let's define what neglect is first. Uh, The law defines it as the failure to provide the goods or services, including medical services, which are necessary to avoid physical, emotional harm or pain. 
It's also defined as the failure to provide for oneself the goods or services which are necessary to avoid physical harm, mental anguish, or mental illness, or the failure of a caretaker to provide such goods or services. So some signs of neglect could be malnourishment, dehydration, over-medication, under-medicated, lack of heat, running water, electricity. If uh, the air conditioner is not working, if it's too hot in the house, you probably want to ask about that. Unsanitary living conditions, uh, if they're not going to the doctor like they should, if they're not clean, if they're not wearing the appropriate clothing. Uh, Injuries, that's a a big sign that there might be self-neglect. So you want to ask about that. Um, Bruises, cuts, burns, welts, uh, dehydration. Um, If they look like they're a different color, you know, if they're yellow or blue or, you know, just not their normal color. Check out their their bedroom. See if uh, the clothing and, and the bed is soiled. I always would look in the uh, pantry to see if there was food. See if there's food in the refrigerator, in the freezer. If there's not, that could be a sign of self-neglect. Um, some other signs are uh, behavior. A behavior of fear, anxiousness, agitation. Anger, isolation, withdrawal. Now, some people are already naturally this way. (laughs) They're naturally angry or they're naturally anxious. Um, So you want to look for more than just one sign. Um, A caregiver might be neglecting if they prevent other people from from seeing the, the older or vulnerable person. If the caregiver becomes angry, indifferent, or aggressive towards the elder person. If there's a history of substance abuse or mental illness, criminal behavior, or family violence, you might be more concerned. If there's a lack of affection toward their uh, care receiver. If uh, the relationship seems weird because of flirtation. You might be concerned about that. It, it's a real concern, so don't discount it just because uh, that would be out of the ordinary. Conflicts of accounts, of incidents, of what's going on. Somebody withholds affection of their loved one uh, as a caretaker. So those are things you could look for as a family member or as a business owner. Remember, this is everyone's duty, and I'll talk about the law that requires us to report uh, neglect and abuse. So today's episode is about everyone's duty to older and vulnerable persons. The hidden legal issue blind spot is whether you are responsible or liable for reporting abuse, neglect, and financial exploitation of older and vulnerable adults. Uh, Failure to report might be a crime or lead to financial damages. Call us if you have questions about this at 210-308-8867 or post a comment on the Facebook live stream or email me at host at talklawradio.com. So we talked about some unsafe Uh, living conditions that might give you some concern that you need to report. So let's talk about the requirement that um, requires reporting. So in the Human Resources Code, this applies to business people in Texas, employers and employees. Uh, The legislature set up in Chapter 48 the authority of Uh, adult protective services to investigate abuse, neglect, or exploitation of an elderly person or person with a disability 
and to provide protective services for that person. I, I said it before, I'll say it again, elderly person includes a person who is 65 years of age or older. Abuse means negligent or willful infliction of energy, injury, unreasonable confinement, intimidation, cruel punishment, resulting physical or emotional harm or pain to an elderly person or person with a disability by the person's caretaker, family member, or individual who has an ongoing relationship. It's also a sexual abuse of an elderly person or person with disability, including involuntary or non-consensual sexual contact, conduct that constitutes an offense. We'll talk about exploitation. Financial exploitation means the illegal or improper act or process of a caretaker, family member, or individual who has an ongoing relationship with an elderly person or a person with a disability that involves using or attempting to use the resources of the elderly person or person with a disability, including the person's social security number, other identifying information for monetary or personal benefit, profit, or gain without the informed consent of the person. So we'll go back to what we were talking about in the first segment, which was a a capable adult, a healthy adult, an adult who is living their best life but is not making good decisions as long as they have the capacity to give informed consent, they can give other people money. So when somebody comes into my office, I always ask them, um, is there some physical or medical problem that's causing uh, the person to make bad decisions? And oftentimes uh, I hear, oh, no, uh, he or she is fine. It's just not a good idea. It's a bad decision. Well, in the United States, we have the freedom to make bad decisions. So... I think I already um, defined neglect, so let's move on to where is the, the requirement that we report this. Okay, so in the Human Resources Code, there is a requirement in Section 48.051 to report abuse, neglect, and financial exploitation. A person having cause to believe that an elderly person, a person with a disability, is in the state of abuse, neglect, or exploitation shall report that information immediately to Adult Protective Services. The duty imposed by this section applies without exception to a person whose knowledge concerning possible abuse, neglect, or exploitation is obtained during the scope of the person's employment or whose professional communications are generally confidential, including an attorney, clergy member, medical practitioner, social worker, employee, or member of a board that licenses or certifies a professional and mental health professional. So even if your professional licensing requires you to keep communications confidential, if you learn that somebody is being abused, neglected, or financially exploited, you have a duty to report that to Adult Protective Services. And if you don't, there's going to be a penalty. Section 48.052 says the failure to report, there, a person commits an offense if the person has cause to believe that an elderly person or a person with a disability has been abused, neglected, or exploited, or is in the state of abuse, neglect, or exploitation, and knowingly fails to report in accordance with this chapter. An offense under this subsection is a Class A misdemeanor, except sometimes it's a jail felony if it's known uh, that the offense... Uh, occurred to a person with an intellectual disability who resided in a state-supported living center. So you heard it here. 
this could be a hidden legal issue blind spot. If you didn't know before, now you know that you have a duty, along with everybody else in this state, to report abuse, neglect, and financial exploitation of an elderly, disabled, or other vulnerable adult. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about more signs that you need to report self-neglect. The number one thing we'll be addressing is hoarding and hoarding of animals. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And we'll be on podcasts everywhere a little bit later. And you can also find these episodes on talklawradio.com if you want to uh, go back and listen to things that I've done in the past. This is the show where I help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. And today we're talking about everyone's duty to older and vulnerable persons, um, whether you are responsible or liable for reporting abuse, neglect, and financial exploitation of older and vulnerable persons, and the failure to report might be a crime or lead to financial damages. Before the break, we were talking about self-neglect, and one of the signs of self-neglect could be hoarding. Hoarding can lead to uh, problems with your neighbors. Defining characteristics of hoarding are problems such as rodents, reptiles, or other pests, spreading disease, or creating a fire hazard. So if you have a relative who, or a friend or a neighbor who's hoarding and you, you can see it or smell it, and your your neighbor, your vulnerable older person, uh, won't clean up their home or their space, then you might have to call uh, code enforcement, or you might have to call the fire department, because it could be a, a threat to the health, safety, or general welfare of other citizens. And so this is generally found under the uh, the nuisance statute um, of the municipal law. And so um, that's a sign that they may be neglecting themselves if they're not taking care of their space. They might not have food. They might not be leaving the home to go to medical visits. They might not be allowing people into their home because of the embarrassment of the, the clutter. So that's a sign and if you think that they are neglecting themselves or somebody else is neglecting them, you have a duty to report that to Adult Protective Services. Okay, let's talk about financial exploitation. Exploitation includes a caretaker's illegal use of a senior's resources for monetary or personal benefit, profit, or gain. Seniors may need help with their finances, but unless they hand over control to another person, they have the same right as anyone else to receive, spend, invest, save, or give away their money. So it's only when a doctor or a a judge has declared somebody to be incapacitated that they would not have that right. Let's let's uh, go over some signs of financial exploitation if you're a concerned family member or a friend. You might see sudden changes in the bank account or in banking practice, unexplained or unexpected withdrawal of large sums of money, the inclusion of additional names 
on an elderly or disabled person's bank signature card, also known as an account agreement. Unfamiliar person accompanying a bank customer to withdraw a large sum of money. And we'll talk about in just a few minutes about how banks, other financial institutions, and investment advisors have a duty to not only report this, but can freeze the account. Adding names, again, unauthorized withdrawal of funds using ATM card without permission. That's unauthorized. Abrupt changes in financial documents. Unexplained purchases. Abuse of funds by a person with the power of attorney. Unexplained loss of funds or valuable possessions like jewelry. Unpaid bills despite having adequate money. Sudden appearance of previously uninvolved relatives claiming rights to a person's affairs and possessions. Unexplained sudden transfer of assets. So if you notice any of those things and you think that the older or or vulnerable person is being uh, abused or neglected or exploited, you can call Adult Protective Services. The number is 800-252-5400. You can also Google Adult Protective Services Texas online and get information that way. So when financial exploitation is expected, it's mandatory to report that. Um, You can report it to Adult Protective Services. You can also uh, notify the county court that does guardianships in your county. In Bear County, that's the, the specialized probate court. You can give information um, that would lead the court to believe that a person in the county is incapacitated, does not have a guardian, and they, the court can appoint a guardian ad litem or investigator to investigate the circumstances to determine whether the person is incapacitated whether a guardianship's necessary, and, and just find out what's going on there. Okay, so you can contact the court to do that. You can contact uh, Adult Protective Services. Um, if the financial institution uh, receives information that leads them to believe that uh, somebody's incapacitated, they, they can also report this uh, to the probate court. Okay. So, again, this is in Chapter 48 of the Human Resources Code. If you have um, cause to believe that an elderly person or a person with a disability is in the state of abuse, neglect, or exploitations, you shall report that to Adult Protective Services. The duty applies without exception, uh, even if you have a a job that requires you to keep information confidential, such as attorneys, clergy, and medical professionals. If you know or have reason to believe that an elderly person is being uh, abused, neglected, or exploited, you have a duty to report that. And guess what? If it's a financial institution, they can also freeze the account. So a person is can, can uh, freeze the account if they have um, information leading them to believe that the elderly person is being exploited, which uh, can be defined under Chapter 281 of the Finance Code, as uh, forcing, compelling, or exerting undue influence over a person, causing the person to act in a way that is inconsistent with the person's relevant past behavior, or causing the person to perform services for the benefit of another person. Financial exploitation under the finance code is uh, defined as the wrongful or unauthorized taking, withholding, appropriation, or use of money, assets, or other property, 
or personal identifying information of the person, or an act or omission by a person, including the use of a power of attorney, or guardian or conservator, to obtain control through deception, intimidation, fraud, undue influence over the person's money, assets, or other property to deprive the elderly or vulnerable adult of the ownership, use, benefit, or possession of the property, or converting the money, which is theft, or other property to deprive uh, the older person of ownership, use, benefit, or possession of the property. So if an employee of a financial institution uh, suspects that, the employee shall notify their boss of suspected financial exploitation. And then, of course, it's going to be reported to Adult Protective Services. So that was in the Finance Code. There's also a section in the Texas Securities Act that applies to securities professional, which means agent, investment advisor, representative, or a dealer or investment advisor. They're supposed to assess the suspected financial exploitation and submit a report to the securities commissioner. And these people should also adopt internal policies about this. And here's something that might be surprising. It might be a good idea for them to notify a third party of the older or vulnerable person who's reasonably associated with that person to notify them of the suspected financial exploitation. And the Securities Act also empowers the the securities um, professional to place a hold on any transaction in which this is suspect. So this is important for financial services professionals like financial advisors and, and bankers. So you have this duty where you have to report and then you also can put a hold on the account. Uh, When we come back from the break, we'll talk about those circumstances when you can deny access to the agent under power of attorney. Stay tuned. Probate could be a nightmare for your family, which is why it's important to meet with an attorney before you go on vacation. Get your affairs in order just in case, God forbid, tragedy strikes and you become disabled or worse happens while traveling. Attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trust, and tax-protected inheritance plans. A living trust might save your family thousands of dollars. Protect what's yours at Marquardt Law Firm, 210-530-4278. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 930 AM The Answer. And we're on podcasts everywhere. And of course, you can find us on TalkLawRadio.com to listen to me talk about all sorts of hidden legal issue blind spots. Today, the hidden legal issue blind spot is the one of the, the law requiring everyone, that's you and me, to report acts that make you think that an older or vulnerable adult is being um, abused, neglected, or financially exploited. Okay, now we're going to talk about when a person, a banker, a financial services professional, is not required to accept a durable power of attorney. There are 11 circumstances, so bear with me. Number one, the person, the older person, uh, the older person's agent under power of attorney. Okay, so it goes without saying that um, all of these circumstances imagine that the person named in the power of attorney is attempting to exercise authority and conduct business at a bank or a financial institution and So these are 11 circumstances where the bank or financial institution is allowed to deny 
access or not required to accept the instructions of the agent. So the the person would not otherwise be required to engage in a transaction. So the banker would not otherwise be required to engage in a transaction with this uh, person under the same circumstances, um, meaning they wouldn't be required to establish a new customer relationship when the the principal of the power of attorney, that's the person that signed the power of attorney, is not already an existing customer. Number two, the person engaging in the transaction with the agent, the banker and the agent, um, would be inconsistent with another law or a request from a law enforcement agency is saying, don't engage in business with this person. Uh, the banker would not have to engage in a similar transaction with the agent because there's been a, a report of suspicious activity. Um, the banker believes in good faith that the principal or agent has a prior criminal history involving financial crimes. Um, the agent has had a previous unsatisfactory business relationship um, with the bank. So like maybe the account was overdrawn. Number four, uh, the banker has actual knowledge of the termination of the agent's authority or of the power of attorney. So if you want to revoke your power of attorney, you should definitely notify the bank. Number five, the agent refuses to comply with a request for certification, opinion of counsel, or translation. So if, if a bank asks you as an agent to get a certification or an opinion of an attorney or a translation, um, you have to do that or, or they can refuse to honor the power of attorney. Number six, regardless of whether the uh, certification or opinion of attorney or translation has been received, if the banker believes in good faith that the power of attorney is not valid, they don't have to accept it. So imagine, for instance, that uh, and a, a power of attorney is printed off the internet and the person signing it signs um, where the notary is supposed to sign and there's no notary. Well, that's not a valid power of attorney. The bank doesn't have to accept it. Okay, number seven, if uh, the banker has knowledge that another person has commenced a judicial proceeding, about the power of attorney, they don't have to accept it. If, even if it's just pending. So number seven is uh, the, the banker doesn't have to accept the power of attorney if a judicial proceeding regarding the power of attorney is pending. Number eight is if the judicial proceeding uh, has already resulted in a final determination in which the power of attorney is invalid. Well, that makes perfect sense. Number nine, a banker doesn't have to accept power of attorney if uh, there has been a report to law enforcement, um, including adult protective services, that there's a good faith belief that the principal, the person that signed it, may be subject to physical or financial abuse, neglect, exploitation, or abandonment by the agent that's named on the power of attorney. They don't have to honor that. Number 10, if the banker receives conflicting instructions or communications uh, regarding co-agents, so on a durable power of attorney, uh, the law does allow the principal to name two people to do the same job at the same time. And if the bank or other financial institution uh, receives conflicting instructions by those agents. They don't have to honor uh, instructions from either of them. 
And number 11, a banker is not required to accept the power of attorney if uh, the power of attorney is not legal in that state. A person who refuses to accept the power of attorney shall provide to the agent presenting the power of attorney a written statement advising the agent of the reason or reasons that the person is refusing to accept the power of attorney. So that's in the law, and you can request that from the bank or financial institution if for some reason you're innocent and you're trying to get things done at the bank for an older or vulnerable person, then and the bank says, no, I'm not going to honor your power of attorney, well, you can say, why? Please give me a written statement about that. Okay, well, this is the, the fourth segment of the show. You know what that means. And now, it's time for the Talk Law Radio Legacy Spotlight. What's your legacy? Sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm. Okay, so Marquardt Law Firm focuses on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected and inheritance plans. So I wanted to talk a little bit about legacy today, and I wanted to um, talk about my own family, about what this show means to me, and what I was remembering is that my dad's dad, my granddad, told me that the two most important things in life to him were, number one, to love the Lord with his mind, body, and soul, and number two, to love his family. My granddad showed his love for his wife, my grandmother, when she was in the nursing home He would have breakfast with her in the morning. Then he would go back to work. He worked into his late 80s. Then he would have lunch with her. Then he would go back to work. Then he would have dinner with her. And then he would do the same thing the next day. Um, What he discovered is that uh, at the nursing home, all of the professionals there were incredibly busy, and she needed to take, medication at certain times of the day, sometimes with food, sometimes without food. He knew what, how the medications would affect other medications, and so he wanted to be there to oversee the administration of this uh, medication. And I, I could see her on a good day. Um, she'd ask about my kids. Um, on a bad day, if, if she were over-medicated, she would just be asleep. So it was important for the both of them that he do that. Another circumstance in my family was uh, uh, my mom, how she showed her love for her mother, my mamma. Well, mamma lost her husband at age 60, uh, my grandfather on my mom's side, He uh, died from pancreatic cancer, and uh, ever since he died, my mamma was so afraid of uh, being put into a nursing home. There were lots of programs during those years on 2020 and Nightline and uh, about uh, nursing homes, and I'm sure they've improved since then, but she was really afraid of them. And so um, my mom showed her love for my mamma by keeping her promise to care for mamma at home. That was uh, important for the both of them. So I just wanted to, to share part of uh, my grandparents and, and my parents' legacy to me. That, that's not money or property that I've received, but those are lessons I learned um, besides a fish fistful of cash, um, some people will pass down uh, family memories, family legacies, family lessons, and those are some of the lessons that I received. Also wanted to point out that some of the regulations uh, that apply to securities professionals are found in the Texas Government Code, Section 4004.352, Uh, regarding reporting suspected financial exploitation 
of, of vulnerable adults. Okay, well, we're about to wrap up another episode of Talk Law Radio, where I help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. And uh, today we were talking about the hidden legal issue blind spot of the duty of everyone, including you and me, to alert adult protective services or the the county court that administers uh, guardianships of the fact that somebody's being abused, neglected, or financial, financially exploited. And if there's a failure to do that, there could be uh, a Class A misdemeanor. There could be financial fines, penalties, or other financial losses as a result of that. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you didn't, email me at host at talklawradio.com. That's H-O-S-T at talklawradio.com. You can be a big help to me to let me know what you did not like about the show. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Please tell me about all the topics that you don't want me to talk about. Uh, Because if I don't hear that, I might accidentally talk about one of those subjects. See you next week. Talk. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.